Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. It's been a little bit of a while since I've done an episode. Destiny 2 Forsaken kind of took over, but I finally wanted to give my impressions of Destiny 2 Forsaken, and I've got a lot of other of these talks I'm going to need to do along with Q&As to follow. If you're listening to us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always tune in live twitch.tv slash rage, or follow me on Twitter at Rage. Going to break this into three parts. If you guys are here live right now, you can use the question command to submit your questions. It'll show up right there. And I'm going to talk about the story, the gameplay, and then I want to talk about going forward. I want to talk about going forward. So let's just talk about the story, okay? It's actually been a while since we've had a very substantive injection of story. Uh, the last time we had story added to the game was the sequel, but then before that, in the form of a DLC, we've not had story added since Rise of Iron. Rise of Iron wasn't exactly what I would call uh, substantive music. Didn't actually feel like the story really changed or moved forward. It felt like they just sort of gave us new activities with a very, very small injection. This is this is in my in my estimation the biggest expansion story-wise that they have ever done. In many respects, this story was far better than the D2 vanilla story where we faced Gaul. Uh, I know some people may see that differently than me, but man, oh man, was it good. It was a very, very good story. I thought it was so well written. Uh, The tribute to Cade, obviously, you know, having him right at the beginning was very, very cool. Uh, kind of saying goodbye to him, obviously, that was, you know, that was that was sad. Nobody wants to say goodbye to Cade. But the way they wrote it, voice acted it, the way it was paced, it was very, very good. And I especially enjoyed how they introduced the Barons through Spider. The entire scene where they show the playing cards and he goes through and he describes all the different villains that you're going to be, the you know, the... the the guys that you're going to be hunting down. The Barons. I'm sorry, I kind of blanked on the name there. All the Barons, I just... I, the, the way they did that was brilliant. I really did feel like I was in a Western sort of revenge kick. And I loved how they did that. The cinematics and the dialogue really set a tone where I really wanted to stop and listen to like what the heck was going on. Just because of the way they set it up. I remember in Taken King kind of caring what was going on because it was pretty amazing. It was very epic the way they introduced Oryx and everything that happened. But this was different. You know, we have this antagonist. You have Aldrin. It was kind of crazy. The way the story paced out. I mean, I made predictions that he was kind of losing his mind or giving, you know, being fed illusions that, you know, his Marasov wasn't really there talking to him. And we were on the money with that prediction. We were on the money with that prediction. That is exactly what was what, what happened. And the way that they brought you to that culmination in that fight, I thought was really, really awesome. Uh, you, you cared. You wanted to fight. I actually didn't want Aldrin to die at the end. Part of me hopes that he's not dead. I think he's too good of a character. He was being sort of deceived. The fact that Marasov is still alive, but we don't know in what capacity or where she is is pretty cool. Uh, so I really, really enjoyed how they did that. I've not had a story this good in a, in, in a game like this in a really, really long time. I mean, obviously, if you play games where they're story-driven, yeah, you know that's definitely going to be the case. But when you play Diablo or Borderlands or you play Destiny 1 or you play Destiny 2, there wasn't, I don't think, moments like we had 
in this DLC. So I give the story a 5 out of 5. Just perfect, in in my opinion, the way that they did it. I like their use of adventures, too. I would love for those adventures to be more regularly replayable, just because they are uh, so, so fun. My favorite was the Hangman. So let's move to gameplay, because I'm kind of touching on it now. I didn't know initially, I, fi- I want to talk about this too, this is another thing they really introduced at the gameplay before I kind of get to the Barons and why I thought the fights were so fun. I never knew I really wanted a bow in Destiny, but the bow is just so fun and so satisfying. I really, really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed how they introduced it, and it something about the pacing of it. Honestly, you'll be surprised. The final fight in the raid, a bow is actually pretty useful. I found a bow to be very useful. It's an environment where you kind of wouldn't expect that. You wouldn't expect to see a bow in an endgame piece of content, but the bow was very, very fun. Now, I wish they could get a little more legs in the Crucible. Uh, It's hard to get a bow to work right now in the Crucible because it is a two-shot, even if you land a crit. But if you're teamed up with a buddy and you're really being good about, you know, hitting your crits first and then they follow up, it is a very, very nice lead-in if you're team-shotting. But a lot of lanes right now are cluttered. There's people using pulse rifles. Pulse rifles are very, very strong in the Crucible right now, so it's difficult to get a bow going. But I really, really did enjoy what it added to the campaign and what it added to the gameplay. I also really thought, and I've already touched on this, the Baron Adventures were perfectly executed. The only one I didn't like was the one where you chased on the pike, but I've had people tell me that they really, really liked that one, and that's encouraging to me, because it was very, very different styles and approaches with the way that they did all the different Baron fights, and I already kind of said, my favorite was the Hangman. I I did all of the adventures slightly under-leveled, I was slightly under-leveled, and I played by myself, and I absolutely loved it. I've never enjoyed failing and trying to figure out how to succeed more in Destiny than when I did that. And everybody knows I'm a very, very big critic of Delta Scaling, and we're going to touch on that in other talks when we talk about the raid and the leveling. But as far as as far as far how it felt to play the adventures for the Barons slightly underleveled, it was perfect. I enjoyed failing. I enjoyed trying again and figuring it out. It was very, very enjoyable. Uh, I would recommend if you're listening to this and for some reason haven't managed to jump into the campaign yet, that is my recommendation uh, for how to do it, is to is to go in slightly underleveled. Very, very good. Now, the other thing in gameplay that is just 10 out of 10 is the new subclasses. The two supers that I was sort of like the most like, eh, I don't think I'm really going to like those, are the Arc Strider, uh, the Arc Strider Slam, the Superman Slam, and then the Solar Blades uh, Way of a Thousand Cuts for the Hunter. Initially, those were the two I was the least interested in, and they are my absolute favorite that they introduced. Solar Blades with the Hunter is just an absolute blast to play as, and the way that you can you can build the classes, you know, if you run like a Skull Fort with the Arc Strider, the new, I'm sorry, the Arc Titan, you can slam the ground continually with your mini your mini super version, like with the melee, as long as you get a kill, because Skull Fort gives it to you back. You can use the Ophidia Spathe and continue to have blades, basically. The knife trick, throwing of the knives is your melee on the on the on the, the way of a thousand cuts. If 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 Brawler 
is on, you basically always get your melee back. You honestly feel like Genji from Overwatch. Absolutely phenomenally designed and so much fun. And the super, that blade barrage, it's fun to have a hunter that is built for DPS. If you put melting point on a boss and then let that let that blade barrage go, it is ridiculously strong. Very, very useful. Use it in the raid a couple of times for places where I really needed some of the ogres to die fast, and it is wonderful. I've never enjoyed playing as a hunter more than with that. So the the new supers are really really fun. The the well of radiance, if you're if you're playing support class, is very very uh useful and it's great utility if you get the exotic that i got the phoenix protocol which is kind of cool because i use the starfire protocol a lot in d1 the phoenix protocol basically gives you the super back off of kills and assists so it kind of feels like orpheus rig which is amazing in the in the raid you just basically tell everybody stack up and kill everything and you have your super back before the well of radiance is even gone so from the way that the new oh, and the new enemies I didn't even touch on that in the new enemies the new enemy types are awesome I love the scorn I wish they had more of a presence uh, in the raid I, it's kind of a bummer in my opinion to have this giant you know DLC forsaken all these new enemy types but as soon as you leave the campaign the scorn sort of don't show up all that often they do show up in gambit and they're actually very very annoying in gambit because they're so strong they've got attacks and things that can be pretty frustrating but i'm kind of disappointed that they were not the main uh the main enemy inside of the raid i love the raid we'll do a whole talk in 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 video on the raid the the scorn the scorn needed more of a presence because i really really like the new enemy types so overall gameplay from the way they did the adventures and the, the barons and and how everything feels in the game right now i feel amazingly powerful the new weapon system the random rolls the rolls on your armor leads to very 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 fun and powerful combinations i love how often people are saying oh my gosh this is broken that's just such a sign that we've moved in the right direction we're so used to being neutered and weak that the minute we get our hands on something that's incredibly powerful we're like oh my gosh this is broken please more of that bungee so going forward the end of this talk going forward i am seeing lots of god rolls and i think there seems to be a a propensity to guns either having an absolutely amazing role or kind of mediocre i'm not against that that's fine but it does seem like there's a decent amount of static roles that are really really good and i'm okay with that i think the real true grind for gear long term is going to be armor synergistic armor perks because when you use certain armor perks there are very very good armor perks that are far and away better than others i mean there's one that i use on my hunter you get your class ability back faster when you use your class ability so anytime i use dodge to get my blades back i get two blades back because of a phidias faith and then my dodge is regenerating quicker because i just used it there are some amazing perks in this game and i think that's really going to be where the true grind is as well as specific rolls on guns the guns that they did in the raid the way the random rolls and then there's like god tier with the, like the 10 masterworks and the and the roll is like perfect there's some really really cool things they've done with the rolls i just hope they don't give us too much good stuff too fast 
Uh, and I think there's some economic things they've done that are really slowing people down, and I think an artificial way. And I'm worried that I have a slight concern that's going to be where they really get the longevity from. I would rather have the longevity come from loot pursuit, god rolls, perfect synergistic armor, things of that nature. Uh, and again, infusion and currency needs addressed. Infusion needs masterwork completely taken out of it. I disagree with anybody who says otherwise. It needs. It does not. Masterwork cores do not belong in the infusion economy at all. Uh, I'm going to do an entire talk on that for a more substantive argument. You have to wait for my thoughts on that. But that is kind of a tough spot right now. And I really hope the Barons and the Adventures are a stage that they're kind of setting for future content. Honestly, the Baron fights felt like mini raid fights. They were so, so good, and I want to see more fights like that. I loved the abundance of different fights. They had different identities. They had different ways of fighting, you know, different ways of you being successful. So Destiny, in my opinion, is back. Uh, This is a shared opinion by many people in the community. Destiny 2 uh, has, has brought Destiny back. Forsaken has resurrected what seemed to be on the way out, what seemed to be quote-unquote dying. Uh, The franchise is doing very, very well. Uh, Daily player engagements are at wonderful numbers. Uh, Roughly 2 million people a day are playing PvE. Uh, A little over 1 million people a day are playing PvP. So PvE is in the 2 millions and PvP is in the 1 millions. It's very, very strong numbers. So... We are going to move to question and answer now. Again, if you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always tune in live, twitch.tv slash rage, or follow me on Twitter at rage. As with all of my content, I appreciate you watching or listening. Please like, share, and subscribe.